Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Your Opinion is Wrong. I'm David. Hola, hola. My name is Anna. Anna, welcome to the podcast. First recording. How do you feel today? So good. I'm so excited that this is taking off. Finally, we've been talking about it for a while. So it's right. fun. It's fun. a little behind the scenes work to get it all pulled together, but we're going to just have some fun with it. Yeah, we are. All Do fun. you want to let everybody know what we're talking about today? Yeah. So today, one of my favorite topics to talk about um, is always travel. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my travels, some study abroad, some uh, tips and tricks to traveling abroad and, you know, certain domestic flights, like some things that I've learned over the last couple of years uh, during my travel. So I'm really excited to dive into it. I know part of this that prompted this as being like a topic that we talked about is your recent trip to Cabo yeah. was like, what, a week or two ago? You just got yeah. back? Yeah, <laughs> I just got back uh, on Wednesday, I was officially back to the States. So that trip was a blast. So basically, um, me and three of my girlfriends, it was actually supposed to be like a group of 12 girls who were initially going to go on this trip. So it was going to be a wild time. Um, and of course, with COVID and things changing constantly, since we talked about going, um, it ended up just being four of us going. So um, we had our travel agent kind of put some stuff together. And all of us are travel nurses now. So I hadn't seen them since I moved for like three, four months. Um, so it was just so nice to kind of, you know, pick a random spot, go have a little girls week, um, catch up, talk about some stuff that's been going on in our lives. And it was just just a really good time of fellowship with everybody. Why, uh, why did y'all decide on Cabo? <laughs> um, honestly, I think we just wanted a little escape, a little like, kind of getaway and I feel like we just initially went to somewhere that was warm and beachy we wanted um I think a lot of girls are always wanting like the cute like Instagram kind of <laughs> uh place I'll be honest so we wanted somewhere where we could like look cute and just have a warm um a warm environment go to the beach and it tropical was just escape yeah a little tropical escape um, where we can do um, excursions and just be out in the water. So Cabo That's just kind of seemed to fit. That's the part that I want to get into. I want to hear about all these excursions because I know, like, from even me myself, which I haven't ever traveled outside of the country. I haven't done anything international. But I would think that the expectation is you're going to be into these places and then you're going to do all of these fun things while you're there. But a lot yeah. of people who travel – end up not really doing anything they don't really experience all the like crazy side adventures you know yeah like hang out on the beach and that'll be their and vacation it. and some for some people that's like great or like they'll go and they'll just spend a bunch of time like doing nightlife stuff like hitting up right. bars hitting up clubs but never like I mean you'll you'll talk about some of the stuff but like the dolphins swimming with the dolphins oh, yeah. or, or like uh scuba diving or like swimming with fishes or uh, like what uh, yeah, we did four wheeling and stuff zip like lining. that yeah all that was so much fun so honestly a lot of what goes into a trip is research 
I literally have a notebook where if, if I'm going on a trip, I like plan out places I want to go. I research like um, top attractions or um, I don't know, like tourist sites because I like doing touristy things, but also uh, trying things out that the locals do. Right. Um, so if I'm doing like if I'm planning a trip by myself without a travel agent, I kind of try and do my own research. But this time we just so happened to have a travel agent. So she found um, the resort that we were going to stay at. She found um, like an all inclusive type thing that we did. But then, of course, we got there and we were like, we want to do some stuff other than just stay at the beach or like go around the town, which obviously right. is a common thing that people like to do. And that's totally fine. Um, I actually met um, a lady and her son who were traveling like for work purposes. Um, but while they were there, we were talking and she was like, yeah, like I've never left Texas. This is my first trip that I've done outside of Texas. And I was like, my gosh, like, tell me about it, you know? And she said she wanted to do all these excursions and just, it's a nice way to experience things that you normally couldn't, um, in your own area, obviously. So yeah, I, um, we got there, uh, on the first day to Secrets is the resort that we were at in Cabo. A beautiful resort. Everybody was incredibly sweet. Um, and there's, um, like a little office where you go and you talk about what you want to do during the trip. Cause obviously they have a spa and I think they were trying to upsell the spa and like all of their packages. Cause they want, you know, to get some money out of you. But we were like, no, we want to go and do stuff outside of the resort. Right. So that's a good way to kind of see the area. We got to drive through Cabo, like, and see the streets, see the the different um, stores. There's actually one that I thought was funny. It's called Blah Blah Blah. That was the name of it. Okay. <laughs> um, so, um, we saw different restaurants and just like people watching in different places is really cool. Um, so. Yeah, like you were saying, we did, um, we swam with the dolphins, um, swam with a, a sea lion, which was really awesome. Um, and then over the next couple of days, we did ATV riding, zip lining, we rode a camel, we did a luxury sail trip um, to like a beach nearby. And then we got to do um, some um, snorkeling. Which was really fun. Oh, you did snorkeling too? Yeah. What did you see? What was the coolest thing you saw, saw uh, doing the snorkeling? I'll be honest. The snorkeling here was not as clear. Like the water wasn't as clear as, as I was hoping. But we did see a lot of fish. The uh, um, the captain of the boat, he was like throwing uh, pieces of bread everywhere. Oh, okay. So the fish were just coming up. Like I think I kicked one at one point because they were so close. Like they didn't give a fuck. <laughs> they did not care. Is bread, like, good for the fish? I think I saw something recently, like, don't give ducks bread. Yeah, you're not supposed to My whole life, my whole life I've grown up, we always, like, went to the the pond or went to the lake and would feed the ducks and the geese bread. I've done that, too. I didn't think there was a problem. I I know that I've heard don't give any food to, like, just random birds. They're on the beach because I think it's just annoying. But I don't think there's a problem with bread for fish. (laughs) They eat, like, anything. Right, yeah. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> like, I've done this my whole life. Like, I don't understand why all of a sudden that's a problem. I know. <laughs> the ducks and the geese haven't gone anywhere. They're yeah, still they, around. They enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> they actually probably more have flocked here because we feed them bread. 
Yeah, that's probably the annoying part for some people, especially like if you're local to an area and they're like, "Fuck these tourists are just like feeding all these animals. We don't want them here." Oh right. <laughs> yeah. That that makes me think of like all the different places, um, like beachy places. Like I can think of specifically like Myrtle Beach areas, um, or uh, places like on Carolina coast where yeah. you get in like a food area or whatever and, and they always have it. the little things you can <laughs> do like quarter buy and buy yeah. like food things and like giant turtles will like come up oh yeah the big turtles i mean I've these things that. are massive yeah, but yeah huge. The, the locals are probably like we cannot stand these like things. Keep, <laughs> yeah they probably are dropping new turtles into that pond like constantly probably i wouldn't think it's self-sustaining they really are huge massive like I, I don't see how that i mean the pond doesn't seem that large because it like i said it's literally it looks like it's a man-made yeah and it it's does. like in an area surrounded by all like these restaurants, t- restaurants and, and shops yeah. and stuff yeah I think it's like, like made I, for tourists exactly yeah it wasn't it wasn't by accident yeah all right, I was, actually so, i was hoping to see turtles when we did the snorkeling but we didn't see any oh dude or with uh when y'all did the dolphin swimming thing right yeah how was that i always it was, was. did you hold the like fin or did they you do the like your feet on their snouts yeah we did all that so i had (laughs) never done that before so i didn't realize um that dolphins were capable of like pushing so much weight with the little snouts i don't know Mm -hmm. what what the proper name of that is um but yeah they um i think it takes about three years to get them properly trained to do like some basic and some advanced things from what i was you know asking the trainer because i was just curious um but I'd never swam with dolphins before. I'd seen them and they were cute and whatever. Um, but getting in the water and seeing them do these tricks and, you know, um, like go and, and grab a toy that the trainer threw or like how they, fetch. Yeah, like they literally played fetch like little puppies. Um, and then they were coming through like letting us pet them and just kind of showing off. How for does us. a dolphin feel? Uh, really soft. So I. Um, this is something that I learned. The the dolphins uh, move their skin like every couple hours. So the skin that you're feeling on their on like their on them uh, is, I guess, recycled every couple of hours, which is really cool. That's why they're so soft. They're not slimy. They're not um, rough at all. They're just right. super soft, and it's almost like a silky kind of feeling. It's really cool. Weird. Very, yeah, very I've cool. felt like shark um skin or scale i guess it's skin right yeah uh, and there it's rough oh yeah i, I could say our sharks would be a little bit more rough <laughs> but um no the dolphins were super soft and just really cool to see how the trainer had so much control over like just tiny little movements like the trainer would ask them a question and like they would be shaking their heads like, it was just cool they're, they're so smart, and they were, um, like, coming around letting us pet them. They were doing jumps out of the water. Um, we did the whole um, standing on their snout. They would come behind you and just start pushing you up. And, like, when they came up to me, like, my torso was completely out of the water. They pushed so hard. 
it was really cool. Um, so tell us if you know where Cabo actually is located, like geographically, because I'm so, not really <laughs> sure. So my geography is terrible. Me and Jeff were actually talking about it, my boyfriend. And when he asked me, I was like, I literally have no idea. <laughs> I just knew that I was getting on a plane and going. So found out it's like at the like lower part of California, the Baja California area. So um, it's out uh, west and it's in the lower part of California. So like incredibly hot, but beautiful weather. Hardly ever rains. Um, and it's kind of weird because you're like, if it's, you know, so close to California, how is it international? But that territory is part of, um, Mexico still. So it's a Mexico yep. city. Yep. Everybody speaks Spanish. Um, all the, you know, everything that you see in the streets and like in that area. Is so this is what I Mexico. found. Um, I guess the full name is Cabo San Lucas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So. It says Cabo San Lucas is a resort city at the southern tip of the Baja California Peninsula in the Mexican state of Baja California, sir. Yep. Um, It says the city is a population of 202,694 inhabitants. Uh, That's from 2020. That's a pretty good Uh, amount. Yeah. It says that I guess Cabo St. Lucas and Cabo Jose del Cabo Mm -hmm. collectively are Los Cabos. Yep. And that's an area that has 351,111 inhabitants. So I don't, it doesn't tell me like how massive the area is. So in context, I don't know. Does I mean, does it seem like everybody's like living on top of each other? Or is there like um, a lot of acreage in between? There were areas where you saw a lot of like dead open land, but there were also areas where you saw a lot of like condos and apartments and um, all kinds of buildings being built on top of each other, kind of smushed together in one area. So you get, a, I guess, a good mix of both. Um, there's a lot of like hills that we were driving through whenever we were getting to and from the excursion. So we saw a lot of interesting landscapes. Um, and there was one area where, um, because of the rain, they had to make um, like a barrier between uh, like the open field and where the apartments were so that it wouldn't flood. Right. So, and yeah, I guess just, it depends on where you're at, but because of the hills and the how the terrain is in that area, you got to be mindful of how you build. It seems like it wouldn't be very fertile, like earthy ground, like no. not for like crops and stuff. It seems like it would be drier because it doesn't often rain, right? Yeah. So someone that we were talking to in the resort, he was like, yeah, it only rains like like a solid good rainstorm, like maybe twice a year and we were like oh that's so cool and just so happened that while we were there on sunday while we of were course. on the boat it freaking rained so i was like what in the world is this it's not supposed to rain but yeah it was nice to to get cooled off a little bit but it does rain occasionally it's it doesn't you know storm heavily for yeah. a good chunk of the year but it's it's really not a place where you see a lot of crops either right 
So that's probably why you had got such a good deal. Yeah. Uh, on going and we're like, yeah, we'll just book her like during the rainstorm. Like the, the right. one that we have this season. Yeah, the one one day that it's gonna rain. I was there. <laughs> um, so you talked about dolphins and mm-hmm. we did the sea lions on the same day. Sea lions. Um, and that was really cool. I didn't know this. So, you know, dolphins are super sweet and so friendly and cuddly and all that. But a sea lion, um, they're more aggressive and they have really sharp teeth. So you're not supposed to pet them on their head. They get startled very easily. Sorry, that was my dog. <laughs> um, and Introduce so, us. Oh, so my dog is in the room now. <laughs> His name is Sushi. <laughs> Your dog is Sushi. Uh, um you'll hear his his little jingles i can't keep them out um so anyway the sea lions um get startled super easy so we could only pet them behind their head we had to keep kind of a distance from them because they're kind of more unpredictable than the dolphins were so that was interesting to deal with what's the difference with a sea lion and a seal are they the same thing uh their ears the ears uh, you can you can tell by their ears sea lions have little ears and um and the others still doesn't a seal does not mm-hmm. um because I, I don't I, maybe it's the seals but they always have like the side-by-side pictures of seals and like black labs and they look the same or like yeah. very similar it literally looked like a puppy and then yeah, it reminds we me taking, of marshall <laughs> yeah we were taking pictures of uh, us with the sea lion and um it was really cute because they teach the sea lion how to stick its tongue out and how to smile. <laughs> it was yeah. really cute. That's funny. Yeah. So you did that and dolphins. And then I saw you did like camel riding. I wouldn't have not even thought yeah. of booking something like that. Me either. On, so on a beach resort. You would never think that, right? But um we were talking to the the person that does the excursions at our resort and there are several different um camel riding experiences so the one that we did we did like a package of um where we could get four activities in one like one day so um the four activities that we got were camel riding um atvs zip lining and there was another one that i can't think of i don't even know if we had time to do it because it was so much in one that day the other thing like there's not enough time to do everything no and, and like, feel like you're relaxing and on vacation right and so by the time that we got to that little park area because it wasn't just like me and my friends it was a whole group of people that we had to get from our resort and like three other resorts on the way there so it was just a lot going on. By the time you get there, check in, you know, get your insurance for the ATVs and all that. It took a good chunk of the day. We didn't get back until like 4 or 5 p.m. Um, back to our resort. And we had left, um, I believe, at like 8, 9 o'clock. So it basically took a good chunk of the day. Um, but we did ATVs. Anyway, we had a whole package where we could do the camel rides. And what I was going to say is, there was a one excursion that we could do camel riding, but like on the actual beach. The reason we didn't choose that one is because it would have one cost more money, and um, it would have been kind of its own its own thing. We wouldn't have gotten to do everything else, so yeah. we wanted to be able to do more. Did uh, you do the zip lining? 
We did. Yeah. We did. We did. Oh. Zip lining. Yeah. That little. What did you um, go across? Like, what was um, the view? So it's kind of that like park recreational area. I think it's called Wild Canyon in Cabo. This looked like like a park, you know. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to look at. It looked pretty, um, and it was a lot of open open was it field. Like, was it like a? Did it feel like a rainforest or just like no. the woods in your backyard? It kind of felt like the woods in my backyard, honestly. So um, you could have done that and not been in Cabo, and it would have been pretty much the same uh yeah yeah honestly but, like i, I could have done zip lining back in greensboro and it probably would have been the same right yeah right. but it's still you got that included with everything else so yeah it was just a lot of fun like do it yeah just something else to do it kind of filled time it was it was a cool experience we got to hike a little bit too um and see more of the park so it was fun right so this says that Cabo was founded back in 1788, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's at least the census here. Um, there's some argument and some debate there. Some people say it was found by some English guy named Old Tom. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, it says that the real person that found it was Sapriano Cessna, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, but it says that the guys, whatever that came in 1842 so founded in 1788 and then in 1842 um somebody else came to settle the the land and all they found were two houses and 20 inhabitants can you imagine like living in Cabo and there only being 20 people for like a good like a good 60 years before anybody started like coming and showing up and now it's 350,000 people. Thousand people. Yeah, it, it's infested. That is insane. Yeah, that's wild. I didn't know that. It's really cool. It's so weird when you think about how, I guess everything right now is kind of what it is. Like everything, not everything's been explored, you know, but or settled. Yeah. But stuff still changes from time to time. I don't really pay attention to a lot of the political side of like yeah. countries, you know, going back and forth on like who they belong to I guess at some point all of these countries and cities and stuff are established and it's just weird to think about it yeah and like the process that that people went through to get there and now it's such a huge like resort type of place that's wild to me yeah there's another thing because I studied business and hospitality Mm -hmm. in school and a lot of our stuff like I thought I might be managing hotels or um, like cruise lines and stuff, you know, like I thought yeah. I was going to be in that touristy arena. And yeah. it's so weird when you do your research on a different mindset of like, mm-hmm. you're doing research to go entertain yourself at a resort. Right. If you're doing research on like the specifics of the resort and how it manages and how it like, is set up in the community and there'll be people making making it by on so little yep. income and stuff mm-hmm. and this bubble exists where the resort is and if you step too many feet outside of that bubble like you are in poverty yep like, completely it's true but like so, right in that bubble everything is like good it's perfectly it's, fine yeah heavenly yeah, well, it looks heavenly, but like we, I talked to some of the um, 
the employees that were at the resort. Um, and like just me and my girlfriends talking amongst ourselves, um, we were talking about how they basically make their living off of tips. So even though everything in the resort looks beautiful and they, they treat you like, like we were treated like queens when we got there, everything was done for us, you know, but, but they do live off of, you know, the kindness of other people, the generosity of other people where you give them tips for whatever. Yeah. And they well-deserved, honestly. I mean, I've worked in restaurants for many years and survived on tips. Yep. It's uh, it's kind of, it's kind of a crazy thing, but yeah. I would expect them to get more compensation through the resort, you know? You would think so, because you, you, you pay a pretty decent amount to go to these places anyway. But then you have other places, like in Spain, when I went, you don't tip there. That's yeah. not really a it's thing. It's like rude, right? You, well, not necessarily rude. It's just not something that their culture, culture does. Yeah. yeah. So they don't really care for it. So then you got to like be mindful where you are. Yep. You're not just traveling internationally and everybody is that way. You don't want to offend anybody, but you also don't want to like give them a tip if that's what they need. And that's part of where the research comes in handy because you don't know what you don't know. But when you're going somewhere else where it's not your culture, it's not your language, you you're not trying to offend anybody, but the person that you're interacting with, they don't know that. You know, so, so. I want to kind of transition because um, that's a good segue. Actually, you you go as a tourist for one, like mm-hmm. your Cabo trip recently. You yeah. know, you're there for a week, maybe two or so. You know, um, yeah. But you're there strictly as a tourist, and you're wanting to learn the culture in a tourist mindset. Mm-hmm. But you also did your travel abroad, where you lived, yeah, somewhere else for how long? So I lived in Salamanca, Spain for six months and man, that was a wild experience. Like I speak Spanish. I'm from Venezuela myself. Um, So I was able to communicate just fine. And it was really cool to see how a lot of Venezuelan Spanish is very similar to, to their Spanish over in Spain, like some words and stuff. I was like, wow, you guys say that too. Like, that's weird. Um, I actually went more. Like, I thought it was just different. Like I never thought that they would say region or whatever. Yeah. And so I was with um, my roommate at the time. She's originally like her family's from Mexico. So she would hear some of those words that to me, I was like, Oh my gosh, like it feels so homey to hear some of those things. She's like, I don't even know what they're saying, you know? So that was really cool. Like the Spanish in different places, it is very different and not everybody. That's something that I, I want to hit on. What do they teach think- us in school? Um, it's more like, and I'm not saying this to be offensive, it's more like the Mexicanized uh, right. Spanish. That's what I thought. And yeah. It's one of the, I guess for America, it's more prominent, but it it's is. one of the least used in like actual Spanish speaking yep. languages, right? Yep. A lot of, a lot of different places have their own, um, dialect, their own words, That's their own the word slang. Yeah. Um, the slang part of it, if you're meeting like a native speaker, that's going to be huge because that's how, like I was talking to, to my boyfriend, I'm like, I can tell if I start talking to somebody that knows how to speak Spanish fluently, I know where they're from. I can tell you where they're from. Usually like 95% of the time, like I know by their accent, by their slang, by how they talk, I can tell you where they're from. And most Spanish speakers could probably relate to that because they just grow up knowing that. 
So like that's I know... weird when you think about it because it's like <laughs> yeah. it's not just necessarily a, a area. It's like a whole different. It's a whole country. Country, right? Like you think culture. about my, I guess, experience would, or my thought would be like the different dialects that even Americans have. Like you tell, you can tell if somebody's from Boston. Oh yeah. Like their dialect the is thing. distinct. Yeah. But same that's kind like of a idea. city. You're like narrowing it down to like a whole country. Like yeah. They're or even within a country, like yeah, they're from this region of this country. Yeah, yep. Um, and I like one thing that I can't stand, and I I want to make sure to mention this is because Hispanic people and like people that are fluent in Spanish and like come from different areas of South America, like we don't like being generalized as all being Mexican. And it's not because we have anything against Mexicans. It's just because it, you like, it's, that makes you just, sense. You just sound so ignorant automatically assuming that someone's from Mexico. Yeah. Just use like, just be like mean, Hey, where are you from? Is Latina or Latino like a respectful description? Yeah. Yeah. It is. I think that would be the more like politically correct way to say yeah. something to some to someone you don't know. Yeah. Instead of just like, oh, like what part of Mexico are you from? Like I've I've literally had that question asked and I'm like, I'm not even Mexican. <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh not any uh, part. <laughs> yeah, like none at all, but thanks. But no, it's those are the things. That like, was a great learn. first impression. I know, yeah. It's like automatically when you say that to me, I'm like, ugh don't like this person like I don't like never talking to you again (laughs) I'm kidding (laughs) but that's that's something from traveling that I've learned like you don't there's certain things like I know you're not trying to be offensive and maybe like no one has ever told you this but some things can't come off just not not okay to other people and that's the the cool thing about traveling especially abroad is you get to learn so much about different cultures and different religions and foods before we move on too far away, I want to ask a question. I think, like, I, I probably already know the answer. And oh, I think it's just because we're ignorant. But I would assume, and you've lived, like, obviously, with your travel abroad in uh, Europe, especially. Yeah. Um, do Would you say that you have been asked that general question about, like, being Mexican and not Latino, you know, more so in America or in Europe? Oh, in, in America, 100%. I would think so. 100%. When I was in Spain, actually, like, people would hear me talking in Spanish. And there's a certain word that Venezuelans say. It's almost like saying dude to each other. Like, oh, hey, dude. We say, hola, chama, como estas? Like, that chama part. If anyone usually hears that word, they're like, oh, you're from Venezuela, aren't you? Like, they just know. And so when I was in Spain and I was just, you know, having a conversation with, like, random people that we met in the street, they were, like, picking up on my accent and my Spanish. And they're like, oh, what part of, like, Venezuela are you from? Or, like, they would never ask me if if I was Mexican. They're like, oh, where are you from? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. If we could just be a little bit more (laughs) respectful, you know? Yeah, it's all about it's, culture. It's not even, I, it's, it's not even really about respect. I think if people thought about it, they would say it. It's just, yeah, it's just ignorance. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all right, so let's break down some of these um, travel abroad locations or or anything really that you want to talk about. Oh my gosh, been, wherever you've been. Um, gosh, where do I, I, I know start? For me personally, I looked at a list that you sent me with some of the locations, mm-hmm. and I have like a top five, you know, destinations out like a bucket list thing, you know, on my list that also places you've already seen would yeah. be like Paris uh, or it. Rome, you know, mm-hmm. um, things like that. Uh, Berlin, Australia yeah. is on my list. Obviously, Mine too. That's you haven't done Australia yet. I have not. Okay. That's a bucket list for me for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously something a little different, but I know you said you went to Paris and Rome. Yeah. Those two are bucket list items for me. Um, you want to talk about your experience there? Yeah, I'd love to. So as I said, I went and studied abroad in Salamanca, Spain. So Salamanca is like a little university town, right? And I was there taking my classes and whatever, but usually like on the weekends, um, for some reason, my classes did require me to actually come to class every now and then. (laughs) So I couldn't be gone too much because we had a lot of group projects and stuff. But whenever I did travel, I wanted to hit some of the major cities that I had always, you know, heard of and I just wanted to visit. So for my 21st birthday, which was like a dream come true, I wanted to go to Paris and I wanted specifically to go to the very top of the Eiffel Tower. I don't know why that was the thing for me, but it was. So we get there. We almost missed our flight. Um, Paris in general was so confusing because the um, the like train uh, subway situation is confusing as hell so it was always interesting trying to figure out where we were going and there's so much to see in Paris that I know a lot of people are like oh it's it's very dirty it's like no one's nice in France you know but from our experience it was just so much to take in and there's so many beautiful spots in Paris that I was so thankful that I got to experience that especially on my birthday it was really cool um obviously the Eiffel Tower is just is so cool to to see in person because it's massive um we did get to go to the very top um a little tip if you're going to Paris have a ticket for everything and anything you want to do ahead of time because the lines are ridiculous um also take comfy shoes and then we noticed like we went in May it was still pretty cold so um the weather there is usually kind of rainy kind of gross mostly cold-ish especially in the morning i do feel like all the like tv shows or movies or whatever that i've seen about paris or like takes place in paris everybody's always bundled up pretty yeah pretty much like it seems yeah, like it's, it's just a <laughs> rainy cold place to yeah. be like a love capital you know like yep it's almost like, like a, a destination yeah it's almost like the like fall back back in like North Carolina where you're like kind of bundled up in the morning. It might be hot during the day and then it gets chilly like in the evening. That's yeah. kind of what it feels like. And sometimes it's rainy. <laughs> um, but no, Paris is really cool. The food is interesting. Of course, you know, like they have escargot, they have, you know, all the delicacies that I was not really uh, fond of, but they do have coffee, croissants. You said you were the... not fond of? No, <laughs> not my thing. <laughs> did you try it though? I did. You tried it there? Yep. Oh. Sure did. Not not my cup of tea. 
Um, was it the thought of what it actually is or was it the actual taste and like I think texture so, but like squishy stuff and I just don't So the texture don't mix. Texture was part of it too. <laughs> that's how I feel about well, I don't like the taste either, but that's how I feel about mushrooms. Like just something about mushrooms, I just it yeah. sets off negative <laughs> negative in my taste, taste buds. It's like uh they feel weird, so they taste weird. Yeah, that's kind of how it was. But, I mean, overall, Paris was gorgeous. I would go back 10 out of 10. That's one of the places that are very dear to my heart just because it was such a really cool experience. While I was traveling abroad, it was such a dream to get there in the first place. Um, So, yeah, like, it's not the cleanest. It's not – some people are really weird and, you know – have an attitude or look at you funny but it's really cool when you're like in the subway and you're listening to people talking french like it just sounds beautiful and um we went and saw the louvre and um uh different cathedrals and you know the mona lisa painting all that stuff was just awesome to experience also the mona lisa painting is tiny tiny no no one tells you that but it is like it was very underwhelming (laughs) (laughs) you thought it's gonna be like a whole wall (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be massive and, like, this glorious painting with, like, a line of really, like, I don't know, editorial-looking people taking pictures and, like, you know, writing down notes about it to, I don't know. I don't know what I thought it was going to be like, but That's it was, like, so a tiny funny. little painting. <laughs> now, in Italy, we went to um, a lot of places, obviously. We did the Colosseum. Hold we on, hold go- on, hold on. Let me give you some Paris facts. Okay, do Let it. Let me drop some knowledge bombs for you. Let's do it. All right, so it says here that Paris is obviously the capital and most populated populated city in France, right? Yes. This says that in 41 square miles, mm-hmm. they have 2,175,000 people living there. That was in 2018. What? That, that, is that doesn't sound right. It's honestly, it's probably right. Like every corner you you look at, there's a person. Is it like sky rise buildings? Like uh, yeah, a lot there, of there are some apartments yeah. and studio apartments and stuff. Yeah, and they're tiny. Uh, it says Paris is one of Europe's major centers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a finance, diplomacy, commerce, fashion, mm-hmm. science, arts. Yeah, I think most people know a lot of that. Yeah, uh, and That's it's the one of like fashion. the main. Ugh. It's one of like the main like four or five uh, countries that you think of that like has been doing this yeah. for a long time. Like yep. I think of Italy, France, like the whole United Kingdom yeah. area, you know, like obviously uh, Spain. I, I think mm-hmm. of like those like four or five countries. Like really big. Yeah. That just been around forever. Like obviously they kind of are the centers of like our whole f- uh, finance and diplomacy and all of yeah, that way true. that we have um, for the most part as a world kind of progressed to. Yeah. Um, but then it says also here, it's the second most expensive city in the world. That's so true. A bottle of water costs like $8 for a bottle of water, eight, 10 bucks for water. Was it Fiji? No, I wish. No, <laughs> not at all. And then you, when you're in Europe, you pay for your water also. Which is like, like you know how in the U.S., like you don't pay for water if if that's what you order at a restaurant. Oh, Europe, okay, okay, I, okay. 
I was like, like from a faucet? No. <laughs> Literally getting you any drop alcohol. A to get the faucet to turn on? No. I, like any alcoholic beverage yeah. was cheaper than water. Oh, yeah. I hate places like that. I know. <laughs> I feel like yeah. um, I watched something. You know, I'm like planning for Bonnaroo right now. And yeah. I watched uh, something on HBO Max about the um the music festival from 1999 Mm -hmm. uh, the woodstock 99 yeah and it basically was talking about how there they were charging like four dollars for a water Mm -hmm. Um, and i think beers were like the same price it's like yeah if i'm 21 year old kid out here at a music festival and water and beer are the same price i'm gonna probably gonna get beer yeah but yep that's how it is i mean yeah, it's expensive, but it's it's worth it. And there's there's a lot that you can do. Like obviously planning in, in advance, you get cheaper deals for certain things. Um, if you're a student, you get discounts to a lot of places. So, so was that a place that you stayed like for multiple days? Yeah, we stayed for a whole weekend. So I think we left uh Thursday or Friday and we came back that Monday of the following week. Did you week. ever not feel like a tourist? Oh, no, I was 100% a tourist. Like, I looked like a tourist because yeah. people there, like, I know you, you hit on fashion. People that live there just look expensive and beautiful. <laughs> they like, look like they're stepping right out of a magazine. Yeah, honestly, yeah. And I'm just like, wow, I just want to look like you. But I never could. It's <laughs> it's great. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, did you know? That's the place I want to go for sure. I want to check it out. It's a fun, fun place. Um, we didn't we didn't hit much on the nightlife because we were doing so much stuff during the day, but that would be. I had really to fun. see that Mona Lisa. Uh, yeah, we had to be there for that. Um, another fun fact: the um, Eiffel Tower was designed and built by the same person that um, designed the Statue of Liberty. Now, is that a fact, or is that yeah. something that you heard? Nope, that's a fact. We're not here to promote false. Uh, nope. <laughs> False history. 100% fact. That's crazy. Yeah. They're cool. they're nothing alike. No. <laughs> they're you never nothing think alike. that. Like, I don't know what the Statue of Liberty is made out of, but it seems like, I think I heard one point in time it was like copper. And originally yeah. it was like the color you would expect of copper, kind of like a brass goldish yeah. color. And it's only green now because... It's a turn. Yeah, it, the yeah. copper like turned. Uh, I've heard because, that. I guess because of the salt water or whatever. Yeah. Uh, coming off of uh, what is that in in uh, New York? What is that? The harbor. Yeah. Um, have you been to New York? No. I, well, I have, but I was young. It doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So that's what I've heard. But no, I, I, I might have heard that at one point. I was like, ah, I think somebody's making that up. But if, no, that's a fact. I if you know. Back. If you know, you know. So at the time, I, I was you. doing like a little like um, vlog, you know. So I was like googling like while you were whole... studying abroad. Yeah, I was a whole reporter in my head. So yeah. I was like googling fun facts to throw in in these little videos. <laughs> okay, so for anybody listening, Anna is a Yelp reviewer <laughs> that doesn't post her reviews to Yelp. It's true. <laughs> she just reviews everything 
to herself <laughs> and like only the close people around her like I'm not gonna probably visit any of these places but I <laughs> but appreciate you know about it, it. <laughs> I, yeah I, I love the experience I'm a self-proclaimed food journalist it's what I do yeah I love you, food. Well, you do, I guess now you promote some of your stuff on TikTok. Yeah, I um it's actually been really cool. TikTok has been a good little gateway to like show people different places that I visit because if they look it up, I guess it's easier to see these things um on TikTok versus Instagram. And well it's quick. Yeah. And the videos, videos. are like better. They repeat it's more interactive. Yeah. So, I wish you had that back when you were doing your study abroad. Oh, my gosh. I know. It would have been, like, because at the time, it took so much effort to, like, put together my YouTube, a whole YouTube series on the oh places my gosh. that I... I the internet is forever, Anna. I just want you to know this. It's true. Like <laughs> I'm going to find these videos. <laughs> it's actually really cool, like, to go back and look at it. Because, one, I look like a baby. And just seeing some of the places that I visited and, like, what I was talking about. Um, and I guess just, like, seeing the joy that that came out of all those trips was really cool. So, I'm glad I documented it. But, yeah, it would have been so much easier to just, like, throw it on TikTok. And I don't know. It would have been, I guess, more aesthetically pleasing. But it was a lot of a lot At of time. At least you have it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was Your fun. review will live forever. Yes, it will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here is just a couple other interesting things on Paris, and we'll we'll move on. But um, so after the, well, one source says that Paris is most expensive. The other one says that it's the second most expensive. Uh, Singapore is listed ahead of it. Wow. Uh, but then it says that Paris is uh, referred to as the city of lights. Did you hear that while you were there? No, I've always, that? I've always heard of it as a city of love. Like, they even have a cathedral that's um, that's named something, the Sacre Coeur. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I've always heard. Yeah, something love-related. Love um, yeah. And then they have the, the bridge where you put your lock um, and throw yeah. away the key. Um, they, I've seen a couple of those, but I guess the Paris one is probably the most prominent, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. But I remember, I remember seeing something like that before. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but this one says City of Light for whatever reason. There are. And so the says, Eiffel Tower does light up. Well, it says that it's named that because of its age of enlightenment, but then also more literally because of it being one of the first European cities to use gas street lighting on oh. grand scale. <laughs> so it's like a literal thing and then like a metaphor thing at the same time. That would make sense. But okay, so tell me about Rome. Ah, Rome, man, Italy was so much fun. Um, so we went to Italy for my roommate's birthday. Um, we hit Rome, and honestly, Rome, if you plan it correctly, you can see it in like three days. Like the main touristy spots, Rome really doesn't feel like it's that big for all of these tourist attraction places. Um, but to experience, like, the local kind of vibe, it's really cool to be there for more than just a weekend. Um, Rome was really cool. We saw the Colosseum. Um, we saw different little, like, monuments and stuff that were there. The steps. We literally felt like we were having our Lizzie McGuire moment. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, we loved it. And then throw back to throw back. <laughs> um, and then when um I think it was like our first or second day there, we were just kind of walking through. We were starving, and there was a line out the door at every place that we we saw, and we were like, oh, we just want something like quick to eat. We <laughs> Our, our dumb asses. We went to a McDonald's. Oh, no. <laughs> but this McDonald's had literally the best gelato that we found. It was so creamy. It was so good. 10 out of 10. 10, 10, 10 okay. And props to Ronald. <laughs> props to McDonald's. <laughs> the best gelato. Ronald McDonald coming through with the gelato. <laughs> That's actually best the gelato <laughs> in Italy. You heard it first here. <laughs> So that's something really cool about the McDonald's in Europe. Like in Spain, McDonald's serves beer. In um, Rome, they serve gelato. And it kind of went like that everywhere you went. Okay. Um, From McDonald's wherever you go. That's (laughs) That's the story here. So anyway, yeah, Rome was really cool. The people were so sweet. Um, I know France has like a whole stigma of people being rude, but Italy... Like everybody was just so kind. Um, people were Touchy just talking. Philly. Um, I feel like of... I just think like Italians are just like I'm, you, you talk with your hands. They you really hug do. And kiss a lot. <laughs> They're very expressive. They don't hold back on anything. They'll tell you. They'll tell you anything that's in that they're thinking, and it's really sweet most of the time. Um, the restaurants were all really cute. Like the whole you know Instagram vibe. It's there. It's really cute. I feel like the air is just a different color. Yeah. Like, it, you know, you, you filter through your picture and you find something with vibrant colors. And I feel like you just take a picture and it's more vibrant when you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Italy, like, I feel like the people are just so kind and very happy. And, like, all the tourists just walking through are just so amazed by everything that it's a really cool environment. Um, The food is amazing. I was about to say wine, pasta, pizza. Oh my god! That's like I'm. If I could, if I could do a trip like next week, it would be Italy, and Mm -hmm. I just want to like sit outside at a cafe with a little handmade plate of pasta. Yep, the perfect marinara and a glass. Of red, of wine, Some, yeah, just oh. something fresh out the garden. I can see the vineyard yep. like in the background, you know. God, it is a vibe. The pizza is so good, and I know we're so used to like the whole Domino's, Papa John's type thing with like a thick crust, a lot of cheese, a lot of like stuff on the pizza. But over mm-hmm. there, it's so simple, and that's what I love about it. Like, you have your pizza is usually thin crust. Um, the sauce so fresh all the ingredients just taste so good like they're from a different world right um and then yeah they have all kinds of pasta it's really cool i think the weirdest difference for me like is that their cheese doesn't necessarily cover the whole top right yeah no it's like blocks of mozzarella yep just in random spaces yep so it is its own topping like yeah different from it being like you think pizza in America, you think you got your crust, your sauce, and your cheese, and then your toppings. Like, yeah, and you can get, like, just... cheesy crust and all crust that. Crust and marinara. Yep. That's it. 
simple. You got your That's basil. Like you got a whole basil leaf. Yep. And you got a block of mozzarella. And, and a whole tomato. A whole tomato. That's it. <laughs> like That's a it. slice. Yeah, it's true. But it's so good. And I will say their um their wines, like all of their drinks are strong. Like <laughs> Italian wines, my goodness. And at the time, like I'm still a lightweight, but like back then I was a little like huge lightweight i was such a baby um so me drinking one glass of wine i was done if i'm not mistaken i would i would assume wine in italy is probably like top three in the world right probably i would say so i think california Mm -hmm. has a pretty popular presence Um, france would too i think and i would think france would be Maybe not top three, top five. And I could be yeah. completely wrong. I'm, I'm guessing there. But I just assume Italy is up pretty oh, yeah. high on the list. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I would say so. So yeah, let, me, uh, let me drop some knowledge bombs on you. And then uh, tell me what you did there other than, like, obviously seeing the stadium and stuff like that. Or the Coliseum. Got to say that right, right? All uh, right. So Rome is the capital of Italy. Um, they say that it's the capital of Lazio region. Uh-huh. Um, but it's been one of the major human settlements for almost three millennia. Yeah. So another one of those things that you think like France, uh, like the, the whole United Kingdom area, you think Spain, you, there, it's one of the ones Italy's up there as one of the like longstanding um same thing with like Greece, stuff like that. Yeah. Just seems like it's always been around. But it, this one says that in 496 square, so basically 500 square square miles, there's 2,860,000 people, which is a lot less than what was in Paris, what was listed for Paris. Yeah. As far as like the population was about the same, but the square mm-hmm. mileage is. 10, 10 times as, as landmass size. Yeah. So Rome is like spread out, the city of Rome. Yeah, very spread out. And here it says that Vatican City is actually a country. Really? <laughs> and it's the smallest country in the world and the only country that exists with inside of a city. Actually, I feel like I remember reading that and I just totally forgot about it. But yeah, true. Yeah, that's, Vatican City is its own thing. Yeah, it, it can exist independently. I, there's something else that's kind of like weird, like that with um, the city of London. I think. Yeah. Is technically separate from England somehow, or I, I don't remember. I don't remember how that worked, but something that's similar like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there you go. New fact: Vatican City but, is a country. Fact. Vatican City was beautiful, by the way. We did visit. If you if you want a tour, if you want to do anything inside of of the Vatican, have a ticket ready. Um, the lines are just ridiculous to get in, um, but it's a beautiful little area. Um, I feel like it's it's well maintained. Um, we did not go and see the Pope because he had like he had a service on Sunday. We didn't go to it. Um, is that like held outside? Like, can people outside see, or do you got to be inside? 
I think people outside can see. We weren't even around the area because we like in our minds we were like it's gonna be so crowded and so like just insane, full of tourists probably. Oh yeah, hundred um, yeah. percent. I imagine. I mean, I, I'm a. It's, it seems like rational to me. I imagine Rome, uh, and I think like Bible stories. Yeah. Like I assume a lot of the tourists there are like Christian or some relevant religion. Yeah. And they're that I would want to go and like see what is uh what's the road um the the road to Damascus or whatever. Uh-huh. Um isn't that that I would I think that's Rome, right? I think so. And they still have like stone streets and stuff, right? Yeah, the places. history is incredible. And I'm not even a history person, but it was really cool to learn about a lot of the history that happened that affected literally the rest of the world that came from Italy. Yeah. To be such a small country, yeah. right? It's tiny yeah. in comparison. Yeah. And the amount of like power. These other big places. Yeah. The amount of power that the Vatican and Vatican City has on the rest of, of that country is pretty powerful wild yeah this here says that rome is the this was in 2019 i don't think a lot of traveling happened in 2020 so we're just gonna go with this stat but this says that rome was the 11th most visited city in the world oh Uh, makes sense 10 10 million tourists but it was third most in the eu the uh european union and the most popular tourist destination in italy which I can't. What? Where else do you go in Italy? Um. So, there's obviously Rome. There's Pisa, which is a tiny little town, but it has the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That's literally mm-hmm. all that there is there. Right. Um. But there's that landmark. There's Milan. Did you get your picture? I actually didn't get to go. We didn't have enough time. Oh. Yeah, which was a bummer. But you gotta go um, back. Yeah, for gotta sure. Get that uh that Instagram that picture. IG pic. Um. There's Milan, which is like the fashion capital. It's one of the one of the big fashion capitals in Europe, um, where they have that massive, really pretty cathedral. I don't know the name of it, but it's very pretty. Um, there's Cinque Terre. I don't know if you've ever seen the pictures on Instagram or Facebook, whatever, um, of like the little colorful little houses near like a beachy area that just looks really pretty. Um, yes. that's Cinque Terre. Um, so I had been planning a trip to go to Milan and then Cinque Terre and just spend a couple of days with one of my girlfriends, but then COVID hit. So uh, unfortunately, this was recent. yeah, yeah, that was last year. The day that we were supposed to, um, to return, uh, from Milan was a day after they shut down everything in Milan. Like they shut down flights and everything international so we would have been stuck there yeah if we had gone but that's a place that i really want to visit um there's a lot of really cool places to see in italy like more local type stuff um all right you gotta hear this this is the weirdest thing i've found so far this says the legend of how rome was founded basically most familiar myth is that it's Romulus or something Mm -hmm. and and Ramus and they were twins who suckled a she-wolf 
What? And then they decided to build a city after an argument. Uh, Rumulu, Rumulus, one of the brothers killed the other brother and took the name. And <laughs> apparently Roman uh, analysts say that this happened in April 21st of 753 BC. So like not even like 3,000 years ago, less yeah, than 3,000 yeah. years ago. They're trying to say that this happened. How would they even know that? I don't have any idea. What a weird story. That is so weird. That sounds like something that would happen <laughs> from <laughs> Italy. <laughs> that is crazy. All right. So what what else do you got? Where else have you been? Uh, so from study abroad, um, so about Paris, Italy, um, we went to Lisbon, Portugal, which was a really cool little trip. I actually just went on a whim. Um, in uh, Europe, they have this uh, like carpool service. It's almost like Uber, but you find a driver that's going to the location that you're going to, and you just asked to hop on and there might or might not be other people coming on board with you you never know you just pay for your share and you go so there was this girl that was happening to go to to lisbon portugal and i was like hey can i catch a ride we agreed i paid whatever um she picked me up and then we stopped to pick up two more people never met them so during the ride by the time we got to portugal we became like really good buddies you know like we had just been talking the entire time and these people since i was going by myself at the time these people from this little carpool were the ones that i spent the rest of my weekend with and they took me around all of portugal they showed me all the hot spots because they had been there multiple times and it was just one of those things that i was like it was a happy accident we just like became really good friends i still um I, I sort of keep in contact with one of them on social media, but it was just so nice to get to know people like that um, and get to see the city from a more local point of view because they took me to like all the hidden bars and stuff. That so definitely that, gives you a different perspective. Oh my gosh, absolutely. It was just really cool. Like I I got some really good food, really good friendship, um, really good memories out of that trip. And it was, like I said, an accident that it happened that way. Um, so Lisbon is a really cool spot to hit um it's got some really cool party scenes that a lot of people don't know about so that's really cool um and then within spain i saw madrid and barcelona and um segovia and toledo so i did my fair share of traveling within within spain as well um all of that's in spain yeah all the all of those places are in spain toledo is more of like a historical looking city um segovia has um um, a castle that a lot of people visit that what i read online when i was doing my little research this castle is what um you know that disney castle is what is modeled from is that castle in segovia interesting yeah you're talking about the one that's like on all their images yeah with like the little star going behind it yep um, and it's really cool because, like, when when I saw this castle in person, I was like, "Wow! Like, it actually kind of looks like <laughs> like the Disney castle." Um, so Madrid Walt thought he had us all fooled. I know he thought. Um, and then Madrid and Barcelona are like completely different worlds. Um, Madrid is really cool to visit 
during the daytime there's so much to do there's like museums there's shopping there's all kinds of landmarks and stuff to visit but it's a very fast-paced kind of city in barcelona i feel like if you're artsy the architecture like it's something you're going to love because it's so different they have that gothic style um type of architecture so it was just really cool to see i did i did read something on madrid and i really shocked by madrid for one i didn't realize it was actually the capital yeah um and two i didn't realize how big and populated it was oh my gosh yeah um it says here that it's second largest city in the european union yeah and second largest metropolitan uh metropol whatever that word is metropolitan yeah there you go thank you for saving me um, <laughs> area in the EU, um, the largest city is Berlin. The largest, uh, say it again, metropolitan, metropolitan area is Paris. Yeah, that makes sense. And it also says that it had Celtic roots. So, mm-hmm. like what you were saying about the artwork makes sense. Yeah, yeah, Madrid was really cool. There's there's a lot to do. Like you just need like a solid two weeks at least, especially if you're coming from, you know, the U.S. to just take your time, go and see the different, like, landmarks and um, and just walk around, take it all in, because it's a lot. It is time. Spain would be one place that I would want to go, but that's just so large. Yeah, it's it really is, but it's really cool. Um, if you stay in a hostel, that's something that I want to throw out there. Hostels in Europe are so much fun. Um, because you go, it's, it is kind of grungy. It's not the cleanest. It's not the prettiest thing that you can stay at. Cause you're sharing a room with multiple people, but it's a great way to make friends. It's a great way to meet people from literally all over the world who are going through and backpacking. It's a great way to stay somewhere for cheap. Um, and you get to like build relationships with complete strangers who are just so cool and have so many cool stories to share. Um, and you never know, you never know what's going to come out of, um, meeting random people like that right makes the makes the trip a whole different experience a whole different experience it's usually fun <laughs> especially if they've like been through the area and like yeah. you said before they can kind of show you some of the cool places the hidden yeah. gems yeah a lot of them like you know the local bars local restaurants um just... well anytime i hear hostel i always think of that horror movie yeah like it has such a bad rep when you hear that word but my, like any time that I stayed in one, there were never any problems. They usually have activities planned for you to do, and they have excursions for you to go and do with multiple people. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I would have to experience it. I, it would be something I would be down to do for sure. If um, you if you like go with a friend or two, it's it gives you a little bit more peace of mind. I will say that. Right, right. It just seems, especially now. Not to like get dark or anything, but it, it seems like traveling now, especially for females, just seems so much more risky. Uh, yeah. With like, like sex trafficking or whatever, oh, yeah. abductions in general, you know. It's true. You uh, gotta you gotta keep an eye just out. Just be aware of your surroundings. Yeah, and also make sure someone always knows where you're at. Yeah, regular check ins and stuff. Yeah, like send someone your location. <laughs> <laughs> always, yeah. Just keep um, that keep that thing going. The last place that I, I want to hit on that I 
travel to was Tanzania. That was a whole other experience. Um, so that was the a medical mission trip that I did. Um, and if you're in the medical field, I highly suggest taking the time to do this. I wish I would have planned mine a little bit better and stayed a little longer to have gotten more of a feel for it. But it was such a good experience to go to a completely random spot in the world and see what healthcare was like and see where is that tanzania is africa okay um it's uh, close to zanzibar um it's where kilimanjaro is okay mount kilimanjaro um which i didn't get to climb but i want to (laughs) um that's like the second or third largest one right yeah yeah it's really cool i i stayed in a house is it the largest um, no, it might be the largest. Is it Mount Everest? I, I think Kilimanjaro might be bigger. I don't know. Oh. Do mountains keep growing? Oh, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, Tanzania was just, it was a different experience. That was one where it was it, partly fun. We did do some fun activities. The organization that I was with, they did make sure that like we did have some fun excursions to go do and we did have opportunities to go and see parts of Tanzania and Arusha where we were staying at. Um, they cooked for us. They provided, you know, shelter, basic necessities. Um, the majority of the people that went were staying there for like a month or two and they were doing their like whatever service they were there for. So I was there with the medical mission. Some people were there for childcare or for teaching um, and that was really cool to hear their stories, too, with the kids. But from my end, we were going to, like, orphanages and um, different schools and seeing how, like, some of these teachers were taking care of these, um, like, the students or taking care of um, of some of the children that they knew didn't have good homes. And there was one, I I think it was it was almost like a little school orphanage type thing where they had this little boy he was 13 years old like tucked away in this little room by himself no air conditioning no nothing this little boy was like maybe like 50 pounds like skin and bones he had a wound on his backside they had nothing to like treat him with it um so we left a bunch of of our um like equipment and like, we left gauze, we left all kinds of cleaning supplies for her to treat this little boy. And um, by the time we got back to our hospital where we were working at, we had to talk to physicians in order for the physicians to go up to this place and pick him up to take him to the hospital to give him proper treatment. Wow. Because, like, their people just don't know what their resources are. They're, there are hardly any. It gave, gave traveling a whole different meaning. Yeah, I mean, for sure, you're there for a completely different reason. Yeah. You're looking at things at a different perspective. Yeah. It's not really touristy vibes, mm-hmm. but you're experiencing different cultures at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's a good thing to experience mm-hmm. if you have the, the resources to do it. Yeah. Do you want to maybe kind of give us like a rundown of like some like maybe your top three favorite places you've been and just any like follow up um tips on like yeah. traveling internationally yeah yeah so my okay top three geez um number one honestly i'm gonna have to go with peru um 
beautiful place. We had so much fun. We met so many incredible people while we were there. I went with one of my um, old coworkers. And it was just such a fun time, such like wholesome fun. Um, the food was incredible, probably some of the best food that I've ever had. Um, so that's my number one. Two was Paris because I went for my 21st. I'm like, you just can't. It's hard to top that one. <laughs> um, and oh gosh, what's my three? Um, I'm going to have to go with um, Salamanca just because it, it was my second What is home. that? Salamanca in Spain. Um, okay. The place where I went to study abroad. That was like my little hometown while I was in Spain. So that's where you like live. That's where I lived. And that makes it a different experience for sure. Oh God. Yeah. Like it, it was just, it was homey. We had our little studio apartment next to a cathedral. Like we heard those bells every morning. It was just like memories that you think of often. And it just, it makes, it makes you smile. So that's probably my top three. I can, um, I can hear your smile. That's awesome. <laughs> no, for real. That's a cool, that's a cool uh, experience. <clears throat> so you got, Paris and we didn't really talk about Peru being your favorite no um Peru was just cool like it was literally a random a random little trip that we decided to go on um we went to like the Amazon region in Quito's we had to get there like by boat um super secluded hardly any wi-fi um no hot water but the staff that was there at this little place was so friendly. Like, they even made us a cake on our last day. They were just so dang sweet. Um, and it was really cool. We got to swim with pink dolphins. Um, but they were wild. So, like, they weren't trained or anything to do cool stuff with us. But that yeah. was a, a neat experience. Um, we got to eat some piranha. Um, we got to, like. So, piranha better than escargot. Yes. Yes, I will say it's kind of meaty actually. It's like almost tastes like chicken. Um, let's see. We got to see like alligators. It was really cool little experiences there. Um, we went to Lima. Um, so we saw, um, we stayed in hostels. We saw a lot of like the really cool little landmarks. We did a lot of things. How long were you there? Um, was there for, gosh, I want to say. At least a solid eight days. I was going to say, it sounds like you got a lot done. Yeah. You were able to experience a lot. Yeah, we did a lot. And um, we went to do some zip lining in the Amazon. That was our first time zip lining, and it was terrifying. <laughs> it was like, you look down, and I was like, I'm going to die. Like I, The view was much better than Cabo. But yes, it be, oh my gosh, 100%. Um, so yeah, Peru was just a really fun trip. We met some really cool people who I still like, I still keep in touch with them on social media every now and then, but it's been really fun to kind of see their progress. And, um, the time that we spent there at the hostel, like when we were getting to know each other was just so fun. Like I hadn't clicked with a group of people like that in so long. So it's really fun. That, that is like how I feel about my Bonnaroo trip. Yeah. Like, I, I love the experience of it right but the meeting people and yeah. just clicking with people and being on the same wavelength uh like with with other energies you know yeah it's literally <clears throat> so wholesome but, to have that with a group of people so have yeah. you have you had i just thought of this have you had to walk across any like rope bridges like i'm thinking 
Indiana Jones type stuff. Actually, I guess I guess we have in Aquinas in that little Amazon region to get from one post to another. Uh, while we were ziplining, there was a lot of climbing, a lot of hiking, a lot of like up in the air, like very dangerous looking things that we had to do <laughs> to get to and from like the the lines. Um, but we were definitely taken care of. We were secured, you know, with all of our ties and stuff. So um, we've done it. It was terrifying when I did it. It was really cool. (laughs) I'm terrified of heights. Oh, me too. So, like, I will stop moving. (laughs) I'll just freeze up. I hate heights with a passion. Oh, yeah. Like, I, when I saw this, like, I was shaking so bad when I, like, did my first zip line. It was terrifying. But Mm. so glad I did it. Man. So that was Peru. I also did, like, a, a road trip through Mexico um, with the same coworker, actually. Um, that was a lot of fun, too. So, any like pinpoint a couple of stops on your Mexico trip? Um, Cancun was really cool, but sounds, sounds like probably a common, yeah, <laughs> touristy it's very common. spot. Feels we, like a fun spot. Yeah, we, um, the, the cool thing about that trip is I did scuba diving for the first time. Also terrifying because um, they train you for like 15 minutes and they're like, okay, you're ready to dive. Like, I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Ready to dive or ready to die? They sound dive. Like to me. <laughs> I was like, same thing. <laughs> yeah. All this uh, expertise over here. Yeah. See what <laughs> My whole 15 minutes of training, but it was the coolest thing I think I've ever done to be underwater and see all those fish, not freak out, not so die. that experience scuba diving much better clear clearer waters cooler oh like my gosh scenes 100 percent. like um did they have like coral reefs and stuff I yes like that was just that they, a scuba dive you go to coral reef areas yep so they took us out to the, the coral reef area i think mexico has like the second or third largest coral reef um but it was it was you know where the largest one is right australia Great Barrier Reef. That's goals. Yup, goals. They gotta, they gotta put that passport to use. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, it was beautiful. Um, so many fish, so many colors down there. It's a whole different experience too. Well, um, I mean, we've talked for a long time. We'll probably have to revisit this. You've been to way too many places. I know. To I... fit it into one podcast. I want to like hit on on more tips at some point because I know I didn't really get much to that, but right. Um, and we'll we can add some to the Instagram page as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Do like a list of some tips and interactions and I have, there. Like, I have like Amazon links as far as like stuff to buy for an international trip that are going to be helpful. Like different outlets converters and stuff like that. outlet converters um different ports different um like, like uh, a, hacking essentials don't you have to do something with your phone um yeah um your chip or whatever yep so usually when i travel abroad i just get a different chip when i get there and they just sell those yeah they sell those it's very common for people for tourists so to do get you them. keep your same number when you do that or do no. you have a new number so you gotta you have a new number so you need to write down some numbers 
Yeah. So you have that number. You sh- uh, What I do is I give that to like my closest friends and my parents. And that's what I use while I'm there and just use like Facebook and Instagram for everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, easier so now easier. as well. Easier now than from before. I'm sure. Yeah. Traveling has been become so much easier. All right. Well, do you have any uh, closing thoughts? Um, I think if if there's anything to take away from all my spiel's, like all I, I try not to turn down a trip, and the reason why I don't is because you just learn so much, and not just about other cultures, but you learn a lot about yourself. So if you ever have an opportunity to travel, just go for it and have fun. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, I think I think we, we definitely want to acknowledge that the reason we wanted to talk about this wasn't just to like brag or whatever no. about places you've been and experiences you've been able to do, but more so like COVID messed up a lot of stuff for a lot of people. And yeah, it did. If you have an opportunity to do something, don't waste don't that wait. opportunity go for it <clears throat> do it experience it yep. cultures are awesome it you everything will not regret isn't it. what you see on a day-to-day basis yeah there's way more out there yeah i think we i think we need to know your travel agent or how you <laughs> how you book the uh i, I will book you a trip yeah absolutely because <laughs> i travel i think it's if you ask somebody what is like one thing that they want to do most people are going to probably tell you they want to travel more yep um i think that's a big thing that a lot of people like yeah have a goal for strive for it's um, true and, and maybe do maybe don't accomplish as much as they have the ambition to you know but some people maybe they don't they don't care for it but i think the majority of people want to see other things and experience other other things outside of yeah. their norm there's definitely more out there outside of your norm that's worth seeing. Cool. Well, uh, I think we'll just wrap it up there. Um, I don't think we could ever really stop talking about stuff like this. I know. But, um, I think we'll probably revisit it. Maybe we'll get some other people on. We'll hear some yeah. other stories. We can compare stories. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of experience with international travel, so I am just sponging it all all up trying to get all my details and yeah live vicariously you know (laughs) Uh, until i can do it myself yeah for sure which is coming we're we're gonna get out there i got the passport ready we're ready to make some oh yeah it's definitely coming um but all right well thanks anna uh thanks for everybody listening make sure that you go to the ig page it's wrong underscore just wrong we'll have some other Details from this episode that maybe we didn't get to cover listed there. And we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.